I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello everybody and welcome back to Vicky Patterson's Secret 2. I am of course here with the lovely Greg Rutherford. Hi buddy, welcome Hello, <laughs> thanks for having me again. Oh, do we so daft, it's my absolute pleasure. Right, I remember what I wanted to ask you in part one, but I got so sidetracked because I was just catching up with your lovely self. Um, we are both huge foodies. Yeah. And if we were, if you were on, not me, not together, if you were on death row, what would your last meal be? What would your final supper be? Oh, it's, it's, I always really struggle with this question because you, you do get asked mm. it quite a lot and, and, and I like most foods like genuinely yeah. I will pretty much eat anything or I'll try anything like I'll give it a go I'll stick it in my mouth and then sort of hope for the best it's my motto for life yeah it? why not yeah all right yeah stick it in my <laughs> mouth let's see what happens um, hope for the best <laughs> yeah hope for the best yeah um, so I look I, I very much do enjoy um, a steak like so probably mm-hmm. something like a New York strip mm, or maybe steak. even a rib, uh, ribeye or something like that. Um, yeah. The other thing is I, I'm a, I, I, I love, really genuinely love roast dinners. And it's something Me that too. I pride myself on being good at doing. So as much mm-hmm. as I love a steak, what I would probably do to substitute because it's one meal, I'd have a roast dinner with all of the trimmings. Like I, like yeah. It has to be everything, but then I'll do multiple meats as well. So yes, a bit of turkey crown some beef in there of some sort whatever else i, I that pork. I think get I a bit of pork in i get oh. the old lot yeah i yes. guess yes yeah, so i'm like yeah exactly just oh, everything get it all the meats will go in there fully slapped all up nice thick gravy in over the mouth. top all the meats in my mouth that's how i live my <laughs> life meat in the mouth <laughs> oh my god that actually made me so hungry me too, i'm now actually. craving a roast dinner thanks for that oh god i'm just realized as well so where you currently are now you can't have one can you <laughs> No, I can't have one. I've got um, what am I? What have I got for my evening meal tonight? A seasonal vegetable tart. Oh, mm, it has been fancy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but now all I want is fucking all the meats in my mouth. Let's move on to something less foody before I oh. go and search. Well, you might just eat that microphone. That's what it, I mean, it could be a very large, thick sausage. <laughs> That's what she said. So, how have how have you been coping in lockdown? Because I imagine your experience with it has been very different to mine. Like, I'm in a flat. I'm on like pretty much like Brentwood High Street. I've got like my lovely partner, but it's just me and him. You, on the other hand, seem to have an absolute houseful. <laughs> like a 
feel like you name it and you've got it. There's like chickens, there's ducks. Yeah, you've got cats. Fiancés dogs. and children and cats and dogs. How is it being Noah of modern day in lockdown? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I, I realise I'm very, very lucky. Um, hmm. From the point of view of I do live in the countryside. I've got a biggish garden that I can sort of dick about in if I need to. I've got a shed with tools in it and I, I love I love oh, tools. So and manly. Doing these, you know, it's like you know, just a hammering in a nail or like cutting something <laughs> a lot. Um, so I, I think, and I've, I've said it the whole way through, like for, for, I guess for people like yourself, that especially when the, the, the lockdown was very, very strict, it'd be incredibly hard to be stuck in, in, a, in an apartment somewhere with probably some, just one other person or maybe on your own, whatever it is that's a really difficult thing to deal with. Whereas here there's space. And, and when we were only allowed that one hour out a day, um, I mm. used that to take the dog out and go for like a run or whatever. So I felt like I was getting countryside. I was getting fresh air. I could go sit in the garden if I wanted to. Um, so yeah, so it's probably been really, really diff- different for, from that point of view. And look, uh, I basically became a chicken farmer. I effectively became a chicken <laughs> farmer because we hatched during lockdown. We hatched 19 oh. chicks. No. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a pretty dark question? Do you, are these all like are these your chickens for keepsies? Are they your friends, or are they going to work, work their way to the plate one day? No, they're friends. Like, I, look, I, yes. I have, I have, I have no issue with understanding the process of meat and whatever else. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, oh, it's terrible, whatever else. I know, obviously, when it's cruel, it truly is terrible. Um, but I, I can't. I love animals. I do genuinely love animals. I also eat animals, of course, as well. Um, but the ones that we've we've hand reared here, um, I don't mm-hmm. think I could bring myself to to kill them. The issue we face, and this is a now a mm-hmm. genuine issue, so I've managed to raise a lot of cocks, and by raising <laughs> so many cocks, I'm in a situation that you can probably keep a few, and hopefully the the effectively their dad will just sort of not attack them too much, but not that many. So I'm going to have to now rehome cockerels. So. Vicky, brings do you, in, you want a cockerel for your apartment? <laughs> um, ooh, uh, so this is a bit of a tricky one because I am obviously like a massive animal lover and God knows I've dated a fair few cocks. Um, but <laughs> I I feel like the entire, like my block of apartments would not appreciate being woken up by like an angry rooster. Roosters uh, and cockerels are the same things, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's a male chicken. So, I mean, it will, as soon as it sees some light, so as soon as the sun comes up, it goes for it. And I mean, the thing is, that no. so where I, so I've got a neighbour over the other side of the road, they have a cockerel. Then yeah. we have um, about 150 metres down the road, another house, and they have three cockerels currently. Yeah. And then we have our main one and the young ones now developing. So it's, it's, there's a lot of cocks making a lot of noise early in the morning here. It's, it's a oh, it's noisy like, cocks. Just like Geordie Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, so, when I next come to see on. you, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you one of my cockerels and that's my present to you. <laughs> A, a personalised Greg Rutherford cock. Absolutely. <laughs> I hand-reared this cock and you. It might, it's my present to you. 
I feel like everyone started up like a little side hustle in lockdown, like whether it's sort of like a little new Instagram account or whether they've started doing like Insta lives. I really did not anticipate your side hustle being selling roosters, but yeah. congratulations. For Thank you ever so much. The box, huh? So well, so far, so far, I've not sold a single one. So it, I'm not saying oh. it's it's lucrative. Um, no, but it's, it's but then well, absolutely. Hey, that's what I found now. That's what. I found. <laughs> Well, the thing, they're, um, they're not quite old enough yet, I don't... Well, I mean, I could sell them. I mean, I, I could, but um, I'm going to keep them for a bit because I really enjoy them. They're good fun. They're just funny to watch. If anybody is listening to this podcast and thinks to themselves, God, like, I actually do really need a rooster, we have an email that you can email into. It's gregrutherfordroosters <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to set that up now. I really have I to set that up. That's a good idea, gregrutherfordroosters at gmail. I might do that. I'd be re- I'd be fascinated to see what sort of things I get because some of the stuff. You, I mean, you'll be the same. Some of the stuff you must get sent, and I, and I, I actually mm. I always feel really sorry for girls in particular because there is like a there's like a, a breed of of male out there that seems to be obsessed with sending pictures of their their naked mole rat between their legs and oh, passing it on. Dick pics. Like you must you must get a lot of them. I'm assuming I'm assuming you've seen a few of those. But th- th- I'd be interested to set up an email that's about cockerels and seeing what was sent to that email. You need an Insta account, Rutherford's Roosters. Like, we need to get this off the ground, mate. Yeah. So you can have half of my Vicky action figure business if I can have half of your cockerel business. You you can have half the cockerels, you're done. You're in. (laughs) (laughs) This has been productive. I'm thrilled with this. Yeah, move over, Jeff Bezos. I don't need Um, taking over oh can you imagine actually delivering a cockerel as well just turning up just a pair of us there going and here you go <laughs> i imagine they're quite angry are they angry no they're not too bad especially at the moment you can sort of grab them and and pick them up and what what we've tried to do is is hand rear as much as possible so actually pick them up so they're not aggressive as well but the the, the mums i tell you what when they're laying when they're when they're sitting on their eggs and they've gone broody mm. they peck the shit out of you like they go nuts so yeah, and, is it like a protective thing? Yeah, it is definitely a protective thing. Um, but obviously, you're there trying to take them food, water, and just give them a quick stroke, and they're like, ah, and they're like, and like that. that's the sounds they make. I've just there because I've realised that other people can't <laughs> see me, so I was me doing hand and face actions, and people all they've got is just my weird noises. So yes, they 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 peck, and people I'm sure can imagine a chicken pecking. So many strings to the bow, Greg. Like you are reality TV star, you are sports commentator, you are Olympic gold medalist, athlete, father, fiance, and to top it all off, I actually hear you're not, you have a statue. Is that correct? Oh God, yeah. Um, yes, I you do. You have a very expensive statue, Greg Rutherford, don't you? Oh God, yeah. It's, it's a funny, funny enough. So we went and grabbed some pizza last night. There's a really cool pizza place in in Milton Keynes, which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. And the road was closed. How I normally would get there to come out of my village to go to it, and um, I had to drive past the statue. And it was, yeah, it's amazing to see it. Like genuinely amazing to see it obviously after the olympics different sort of towns and cities and whatever else did different things we're all really lucky we got um golden post boxes if you won one olympic gold medal as well um no which is, which is pretty cool yeah so in, in so it, fancy. well in the, in the hometown of it of every olympic gold medalist there is a gold post box so that's kind of cool 
And then Milton Keynes basically decided, because I'm from Milton Keynes originally. I live in a village not far from it now, but like I'm originally from, mm-hmm. from Bletchley in Milton Keynes, which would be considered no disrespect to Bletchley now, because again, I'm born and bred there. Um, it's probably not the nicest part uh, in the world. Um, it used to be a lot worse <laughs> back in the day. It's lovely now. Everybody in Bletchley will tell uh-huh. you it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> but they they, they stuck the, the, the um, post boxes there and then they, yeah, they decided to build a statue. So I've got a statue on a roundabout because, I mean, come on, it's Milton Keynes has to be on a roundabout. Um, <laughs> and it's it's called The Leaping Man. And it's basically um, me jumping in the air. So if anybody... Are, are you really happy with this statue? Or is there any part of it where you look and you think that's not strictly anatomically correct? Is there anything you would have liked to be a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller? Like, tell us, man. Well, do you know what? Like, it's not like... Do you remember when Cristiano Ronaldo had that statue come out and it was like a bronze of his head, like a bust, uh-huh. and, and it was horrific. It looked <laughs> so awful. This one is, is, is genuinely... I mean, like, I know nothing about art. You can probably tell by the way I, I sound. Um, but... I think it's it's like it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of artwork, um, and no, it works. Thankfully, thankfully, everything's there. I mean, it, it, it the way it's been done, it's piece of metal sort of like grafted together in order to create the image. So it's it's obviously not my face and all that sort of stuff. So I mean, like if that was on there, probably I'd have a few issues. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled. Look, I mean, I've got a 26 foot statue in a in like on a roundabout. It's nuts. Like it's it's crazy. Like that. When you come into doing things like sport, and even even when you do well at it, like you never expect anything like that to to happen. Right. So I, I'm like typically British in that way, and I get a little bit embarrassed by it, I guess. But it's oh no, be proud of it! I want a statue of myself now. Yeah, I mean, we, we should lobby Newcastle County Council and then get them to yeah to get out. But if you're if you're leaping in yours, like obviously that's your like signature move. What would I be doing in mine? It's like kneeling and Smirnoff Ice. that'd be a great one just yeah just like torpedoing it like the straw and everything yeah for the lads that'd be so oh, can you imagine i'd be well I'd, I'd probably be more happy with that that's everybody would just go yes that's a statue what a ledge <laughs> cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> so, um, just before we, um, we sort of wrap up, I really want to talk to you because you are such a lovely family man, aren't you? You've got your two little boys. It's Milo and Rex. Am I saying I've got it? It is, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay. And mm-hmm. of course, your, love, your lovely fiance now. I was going to say a girlfriend, but it's fiance, Susie. And how's wedding planning been going? Has COVID well, gotten the way home now? Are you smashing it still? It's crack. No, no. COVID is, has absolutely um, blown it for us on one level. Oh, so we're in a situation sorry. where, yeah, it's, it's, so we were, we were set to get married this year in Arizona. Right. Um, 
because we like I used to train in Arizona a lot. That's where I was based. Um, after the London Olympics, I was based sort of half the year in Arizona, half the year in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. And then Susie, we liked it. I we loved it. So we thought, Do you know what, guarantees sunshine. So mm-hmm. we'll go to Arizona. And then all our friends got on board and whatever else. Like it's a really small wedding as well, like very very small. And then it was like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine because it's not until October. And then obviously, what's happened in the US is what's happened. And Arizona, sadly, now is one of the worst affected states in the US. So we then we said, Shit. yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And one, one of my best mates lives there. So a guy called Steve Lewis, who used to be um, one of my training partners, he then married a Canadian girl and they they live in Arizona. So they live in Phoenix yeah. now. Um, and he's just been telling me like, it, it's not great. Like it's, it's, it's not in a bad, not in a good place. So we moved it to April. And then um, we realized that even by April, probably it's going to be very difficult. So we've then moved it to next October now. Um, okay. And we'll have to see. I mean, this this look the the world is is in a bit of a crazy place at the moment, as, as we all know. Aww. So, the, us getting married is the least of people's concerns. I mean, like just being safe and healthy is what's important. Yeah. So, we're like we're sort of saying to everybody, like, yeah, if you can, great. Um, but we're going to push it back until it's a bit more feasible. So yeah, so we've had to put all of that on hold. Oh, I'm so sorry, Greg. That must be that. Do you know what? Hard to bear. I know that there's people's health are what's most important, but it doesn't make you like any. It it doesn't make you any less of a human being to admit you're fucking gutted about the not getting married. I would be. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that you sort of build up to i mean like just the engagement alone for me was a nightmare because like the amount of times <laughs> i tried to do it in, like for whatever reason things happened and it didn't happen and then we finally got got that i got it done if you like him to, to sort of make it sound a like a, a hard task but finally got that <laughs> out of the way and then um we we plan it and now that's obviously been moved but look it is what it is at the end of the day like we can't really change it and no. you just have to go with it but uh, like we're dealing with with the whole sort of renovation of the house like there's a lot going on still so there's definitely things to um to think about in the meantime you've definitely still got your hands full but we are thinking october 2021 for the big wedding and i'm assuming the invite will just be in the post is that right yeah absolutely of course yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) i mean like it's it's obviously coming like we need you with the cockerel with the, well yeah this is the thing so what, what i'm sort of thinking is if i give you a cockerel you're doing me you're doing me a favor there as well so like of course yeah you, you you'll have to come <laughs> why was the engagement so hard i think you're like i reckon i mean i've got no experience but i thought you'd be like quite a romantic sensitive type why was the engagement hard i what think i'm relatively do? romantic and sensitive and all that sort of stuff so the issue was so i got the ring back in december 2016 or November 2016, around that sort of time, right? Shit, that's so long ago? Yeah, God, you would not believe how long I had this goddamn ring at the house hidden. No, Greg. Right, so I listen. I don't know how you could do it. No, well, I li- can't keep secrets. This is what happened. So, no. I had booked us a trip to go to New York, and I was going to yeah, do it gosh. there, right? So, that, that was planned for, like, New Year's into 2017. And what we didn't realise at that time, that Susie was pregnant with, with Rex, Right. And then so. Of course. Yeah. Susie then sadly suffers with hyperemesis um, mm-hmm. and is, well, I mean, in and out of hospital in a really bad way. So couldn't travel, oh, couldn't leave. So, so, so I went to New York with my mate instead. <laughs> 
really romantic. You're really, really romantic. Te- you're just really selling it here to me. So how smooth and caring you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean the thing was the flights were booked, and so was the hotel. So what was I going to do, really? Oh, definitely not stay with your sick pregnant wife to be. Oh, it's terrible, not. isn't it? And the, <laughs> I keep realizing as well, people obviously who are listening to this can't see my face, and there is there is very big cringe faces from me. Um, oh. So so we did that, and then. Um, yeah, so then Susie was unwell, and then the idea was that we were going to get—I was going to get engaged later on in the year. But then it was—it just been—it was just difficult because she was unwell. Then I got really badly injured into 2017. Then I had surgery and everything else. So like 2017 was done. 2018, we then went to California, and I was training still. It was like my final year. Um, yeah. I like had to get my best mate to listen to this. Like I, <laughs> I, was, I was on I was on the flight like taking off on my own, right? And I was talking okay. to my best mate, Andrew, uh, who is my best man as well, a guy called Andrew Steele. And he was a former athlete himself. And we had just been joking, like, like talking about, oh, I'm going to get it done, I'm going to plan whatever else. And literally the last text I sent him as I took off was, oh, my God, I've forgotten the ring. No. And then like, then that just went. No. And, I was, and I took off. And imagine, so then I'm like stuck on a flight now for, for 11 hours, 10, 11 hours oh, going to L.A. Like, God. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, Andrew about oh so i was there for about eight weeks or so andrew in the final week had to do some business in um la so i was like mm-hmm. please can you go to the house go and get the ring fly fly over so he flew me in the <laughs> ring so literally he had working in in la he then nipped down to laguna beach where i was training dropped it off stayed the night left the okay. next morning i then planned an, an, a new proposal didn't happen. The mm-hmm. children were being a pain in the ass. Why? Susie was in a terrible mood. Oh my god! And I was like, I can't. Like, I couldn't do it. So I had to travel home with the damn thing again. So it kept failing. And then, um, yeah, we went back to Arizona last year, and finally I figured it out. But even that, I mean, it was a nightmare because like, I took Susie hiking, and Susie's not the biggest hiker in the world. And I'd pick uh-huh. this like really. It's trying to keep up with them big long legs of yours. I wouldn't be well, a big hiker next to you. I, f- I feel like the issue is as well is that I, I'm I'm relatively quite, I'm quite a daring person and I'll, I'll take a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. Like I risk a lot all the time. So I like mm-hmm. took us to this bit that was way off the beaten track, and I didn't really realise to somebody who's not as confident about heights, standing on massive boulders with cliff drops either side or whatever else. It's probably not nice. She flatly refused to go where I was trying to take her to propose. So kept saying no, kept saying no. We then had like like a 20 minute not talking to each other because in, she thought I was really angry. But what obviously was happening in my head, I'd gone quiet because I was desperately thinking like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I've got to, Contingency fi- yeah, plan. I've got to find another yeah. place. Got to find another place. Um, and then we hiked around a little bit. And then finally found a place and got it done. So that was the nightmare of getting it done. Got it done. And then, well, that's how it was in the end. I was like, I need to get rid of this damn <laughs> ring out of the house because it's driving me nuts. So, yeah. So that was um, that was the, the the fun of trying to get engaged. And now we're having the fun of trying to even get married. So she'll probably end up just leaving me for somebody else eventually because it would just be just. I'm a pain. We've had lockdown. I'm a pain in the ass. Like she's like, God, this is taking forever. I'll upgrade to something better, the non-ginger version. Oh, stop it! You're an absolute catch, and I know how much she loves you. So they're just a beautiful couple. Oh, but it does you. sound like you've actually had your like work cut out for you with this. I I suppose like when you do eventually get married, 
and it's the deed is done and you're just in wedded like bliss i think it'll be so much more sweeter because of everything you've had to be through to get there absolutely I yeah i think so and look the, the pair of us are quite relaxed about everything susie's not like a like we have to get married have to get married she's, she's not really there's no pressure or anything there either she's not She's not a bridezilla. No, no way is she a bridezilla, which is really quite nice, actually. I mean, other things, though, I've not even sorted out a suit. I didn't even sort Even though I was getting married in October, if this wouldn't have happened, I probably still wouldn't have a suit sorted yet. Um, so. And I don't imagine fitting all that in a suit is easy. Like, no, you kind of just um, walk into Marks and Sparks. I reckon you've got to get us, like, custom made for them there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of junk in my trunk. That's, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and that, that junk is very difficult to fit in. in th- I have a massive arse. This is what this is what people don't realize. Like, <laughs> I have a massive, ginormous ass, and it's like baby got back. <laughs> yeah, and the, but this it is it's exactly that, and it's look, it's years of of having to sprint, train hard, and whatever else. It just grew me a, a big bum and big thighs, and it's like trying to fit into anything is a nightmare. So yes, uh, I'm gonna have to figure <laughs> that out and genuinely take some time figuring it out as well. <laughs> Get the show on the road, mate. It'll be October next year before you know it. Know. I'll take you suit shopping. I reckon I'll be good at that. Oh, let's do it. Let's arrange it. I could be a brilliant best man. I'd throw such a good stag do. Oh, God, I'd be boobs and drinks everywhere. <laughs> You're in. You're hired. Andrew, step aside. Vicky is in. Yeah, it was the good pitch. It was the boobs and drinks. Like, although lockdown must have been really tough for you, like it has been for most parents, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine. Um, you seem to just take it all in your stride, Greg, and you are a proper lovely hands-on dad, aren't you? Oh, look, I love it. Look, and, and and lockdown, I guess, was a was a good time for us to, yeah, to sort of spend more time because I'm always in and out of London, and before that, I was always in and out of different countries. It seemed like for different things in order to to train to compete whatever else i spent a lot of time away and and what i found with 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 milo my first son and going into rex is that milo when i was when when he was young would only ever really look at susie as somebody to help comfort and whatever else whereas with with rex Mm -hmm. rex because i was around a lot more found it far easier to be comforted by me and still does now and he's still very young um so it's seeing that difference it's so much nicer to be around them all, all the time i mean obviously milo got older anyway and i'm his dad so he, he loves it anyway but when he was very little it was very different and and having more time to be around mm. them and yeah i sort of relished this this opportunity and, and it wasn't easy there, there was again i had I like a couple of issues a small health scare or whatever else during it and, and stuff but it's like you have these little bits and bobs and you, you deal with it but again the family is the important thing and for me like having that time you realize how important it is around especially the kids like to, to have that's not taking away anything from Susie, yeah. but i mean like yeah the, the, the your children my children are, are unbelievably important to me um what happened greg are you okay you said you had a health scare no i'm I, I'm, I'm fine thankfully i'm fine yeah no, i'm sure. absolutely fine yeah but it was yeah it was just like a a bit of a yeah a bit of a worry for for a while and and again dealt with and whatever else and actually thankfully wasn't wasn't anything too too serious so um but you you had to go for these things and obviously when you, you were doing that in a situation like lockdown um that that adds a little bit more pressure and a bit more stress anyway but no it was um it was nice to be able to be around the kids and nice to to actually just enjoy being around them and and i've realized now as well i, mean, I think you've probably you must you'll find the same i guess with, with the work that we do will be probably less in and out of london there'll be less people milling around there'll be more oh, creative absolutely. things going on and actually we'll have more time 
for our families, for ourselves as well, which I think is very important. I think you're similar to me. You like a bit of solitude and, and like to have your own space ever so often. Like I'm, I really need that. I don't know about you, but I really need it at times where I just need to like oh, be in my own head and enjoy it. And I so say, I'm lucky here. Like I look out the window now and finally it stopped raining and I'll take Gus the wolf dog for a walk in a little while. Um, and I'll get, I'll get that time just to think and be on my own, which is, which is really important. So um, it's been a great mix. And I've, I say, I fully got involved with, with, with lockdown is trying to see the positives that that's always the thing you gotta do i think like you're not the only parent who feels that way i, I think for single people it's definitely probably been a super tough experience i think for like couples as well we've probably been getting on each other's tits a little bit um i can't imagine the pressures that it must be being a parent but i i have heard from a lot of people that this like unadulterated wonderful time with your kids that you wouldn't have had had we had a normal year has been a real blessing um you, you talk a lot about like sort of being away from your kids quite a lot in particular the, the older one um do you feel like out of all the sacrifices you made for your career for athletics and everything like that was probably the hardest one big time yeah i mean it was a really interesting thing for me so milo came in uh, october 2014 and funnily enough, 2015 was my best ever year. Like, I mean, I, I won in London 2012, but actually from the point of view of... He's you know, your lucky job. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was this weird thing because initially, obviously, you're knackered, like no bloody sleep, no nothing. But actually, your body adapts, you adapt. And, and it, it made things easier for me because actually I had a reason for it. And look, as sports people, and I still am now, look, I realise I'm a very selfish individual because you, you, you're basically, you train yourself everything has to be about you and your body when, when you're a sports person, because fundamentally, if you're doing something that doesn't benefit your body or your well-being in that point, it's going to impact performance. And as sports people, it's all about winning. It's all about sort of, again, you do these sacrifices for it. So you, you are inherently a selfish individual for certain things it's not like you're out there having late nights and smashing tequilas like you're out there like working hard you're a national hero like providing no of course a good selfish Greg. no it's a good selfish but equally i can very much understand for any partner of the person that is the selfish one it's difficult because it'd be situations where hey i want to go out and go here for whatever else and it's like no not doing that because i've got to rest for tomorrow's training or or i want to this yeah. like, i want to go on holiday in the summer it's like well i i never had a summer holiday you got to think during my professional career i never had a summer holiday because for me my season started in may and didn't finish till september so i never had an opportunity to do it. so all the normal things you don't do and and actually no, having no muggle off with the lads no i've never do you know i've never done it i've never in my life had a lads holiday oh the stag's gonna be class i can't wait to get into that <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, 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 you know what? No, but it's it's like those sorts of things. That, and as I say, look, I, I had my time where I was a bit naughty when I was younger, which is fine. But I've I've never done all that sort of stuff. I've never I've never never had the opportunity because I always had to say no. But then equally, Milo came along, and all of a sudden, I had a proper reason to succeed. But equally, when I came home and I just had this this sort of baby here and turned into little boy my problems didn't matter as much anymore if that makes sense so if i'd had a shit training okay. session or i picked up a little injury or whatever else whereas before there's a lot going on going on in your head in order to sort it get better got to get it sorted whatever else then it's like well mm -hmm. actually i can take some time because i've got to look after milo anyway or we i'm watching him try and take his first steps say my name whatever it'll be that's what mattered mm -hmm. and and having the ability to switch off I think was hugely important for my career because it actually probably revitalized me 
Um, I had a good 2014, but then 2015 was very, very special for me. So, um, oh. yeah, having a kid helped me, I think. Any women listening to this, if your ovaries are screaming, that's perfectly normal. Mine are doing so as well. Thanks for that, Greg. <laughs> such a good dad oh, and such a wonderful fiance and whether you are like jumping really far and making all of great britain super proud or whether you're like cha-chaing all over with strictly or cooking up a storm in the master chef kitchen i think it is fair to say you give it your all and you just go for it and you proper smash your goals here at vicky patterson the secret too i like to finish by asking my lovely guest what their secret or something is and based on the amazing life you've had um i think the listeners would love to know what your secret is to achieving your dreams it feels like it feels like you've got the you've got the monopoly on that mate i'm not gonna lie <laughs> well do you know what look I, I think fundamentally no matter how anybody looks on the outside inside things are probably slightly different so as i, I sort of mentioned earlier on that I, again i had massive body confidence issues whatever else when i was a young athlete but i i never really let that out on the outside so i always sort of portrayed that i was i was the most sort of happy excitable whatever else but effectively I was blagging it like and 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 this is a big thing for me I think if you've got the passion you've got the understanding and you've got the work ethic look I, the one thing I will always say about myself and I, and I hate sort of talking about myself to be totally honest um I will try hard my work ethic I know my work work ethic is good um because I have an ability with my with the way I can switch my brain where even if it's hard work it's hurting whatever especially physical challenges I can go past it because I know how to push my body and I know that that work ethic mm -hmm. generally gets you the, the rewards at the end. But the one thing I, genuine, and I do stand by this because I think we, we all go into different processes and, and places in, in the world in our lives where we sort of stand there at times and go, bloody hell, how did I get here? What am I doing? What's going on? Oh God, they're better than me. Oh shit, like this could all go wrong for me. But fundamentally, yeah. And I, 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 I said this actually at a leavers do at a school, at a private school. Um, <laughs> and they all, they all sort of like gasped all of the teachers and everything else at this school when I said it. But genuinely, if you can work hard, if you can obviously create sacrifices, but fundamentally, if you can blag it until you make it, that is what will get <laughs> you there. Until you make it. As, as long as, long as <laughs> genuinely, if you believe intrinsically that you have a chance, that yeah. will that will that will be pushed on other people and they will start to believe it too and oh, and, and I love that. no and it's it's worked for me look the amount of times i stepped onto a runway with people that were far better than me around me far more talented whatever else but i just blagged the entire thing and i won <laughs> And, and, look, and obviously, you're saying, you're saying you blagged it, Greg, but what I'm hearing is you believed in yourself. No, do you know, and it like, is that. You actually knew you could do it. No, of you course. You could do it. And look, and, 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 that's, and that is basically that, and you're right, that's what I'm getting at. Look, if you believe it, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that no matter what your dream is, it will come true because it's hard. It's bloody hard. Mm. And a lot of things, sadly, people don't get exactly what they want. But fundamentally, if you work as hard as you possibly can, if you become a student of whatever it is you want to become. Look, my coach said to me when I joined him, the coach I had for the last 10 years who brought me all of my success, he said, by the time you retire, I want you to have the equivalent of a PhD in long jump. I mean, it's ridiculous on one level. But what he's <laughs> saying is you need to learn every aspect of it. You need to learn every angle. You need to figure out 
how it works, why it works, and how to make it work for you. And I did that, and that became. And I say I wasn't the best. I wasn't the the most talented, but because I made sure I left no stone unturned, I had the ability and the chance to win. And I grasped that with, with two hands as well. People will will sort of fall for whatever you project onto them. So if if you look confident, they will think that you're confident. In your head, it might be going crazy. You might be thinking, oh my God, what am I doing here? But as long as you look and show like you know what you're doing, people will believe you know what you're doing. <laughs> Greg, I love that. But then, so just tell, you're just saying to people, believe in yourself, work hard, be a master of your craft, and you can realise your dreams. No, completely. Look, and I, 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 I don't want it to just be like whimsical. You, and I say it. You can do anything you want to do if you put your mind to it. Look, fundamentally, I'm not going to become an astronaut because I know I can't be an astronaut. I'm not clever enough. Like, I know I'm not clever enough. But there are things in life, if you work hard at, and obviously not everybody wants to be an astronaut. I mean, like, if you do, like, that's, that's nuts. It's very, very <laughs> difficult. But generally, most things in life, if you work hard, and you mentioned it earlier, like for, for people, obviously, that work harder than... Was that? Go on, do the quote again because you're really good at the quotes. <laughs> it's um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. <laughs> exactly. So you are like you are, you are brilliant for these. Like you remember really really well, and that is true. <laughs> that is true. Working hard, there is no second best to working hard. Like literally, if you are willing to put in the graph, put in the the, the time, and believe in it, like you can, you genuinely can do it. That is such a nice message to leave our listeners with, Greg. Thank you for imparting your little pearls of wisdom there. <laughs> no, much appreciated. No, look, look, again, like, I'm just this weird looking ginger bloke. So like, I mean, take or leave whatever I say, but it's, um, yeah. No, look, no, the other thing my, is... My group chat would disagree. My group chat <laughs> is a very handsome man. Oh, yeah, I don't know chat. about that. It'll go off. I want to I want to get in this on. group chat then because I could I could yeah I could do with the the morale boost that would be lovely um, but no it's uh <laughs> look, yeah I stand by what I say and I and I think I think generally that is that is true oh good thank you so much for being a guest no I love pleasure. catching up with you I know yeah it was lovely to see you I'm 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 through well once all this madness is passed we'll actually be able to go for a drink at some point well of course we'll have yes I do. Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. Well, the thing is, now we've got so much more time to plan it. This is the big thing. Oh, I am gonna, I'm gonna knock your socks off. Tonight. I cannot, it's I cannot be, wait. Stag do the end all stag dudes, just oh, titties and cocktails everywhere. Oh, and cock rolls, <laughs> and cock rolls as well. Of course. I'll, I'll, it's not a stag do without a cock roll. If there ain't a cock roll involved, I ain't coming. <laughs> that should be your catchphrase. <laughs> oh, oh great. Thank you, babe. Oh, what an episode, Greg's just the best, isn't he? And now you can see why I think he's the nicest man in the world. And now I can also see why he is, in fact, the housewife's crumpet. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you're still, like, subscribing, listening to all the series, leaving reviews, doing all of the podcasty things that you're meant to do. Um, and if you haven't already, send in an email, guys. Podcast at gmail.com. We are loving receiving all of them. You're just the best. Um, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.